Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of You Haven't Seen That, a podcast where we watch the films that I missed growing up. Um, my name is Eric. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Chris. I'm very excited to be here, Eric. Thanks for having me. No worries. And why so excited? Why so excited? I'm excited because we've got a guest this week. I know we do. It's been so long. <laughs> it is. Uh, you might remember him from uh, our Back to the Future, part two mm-hmm. and three episode from season one. We've got our good friend Simon joining us. Hi, guys. Good to be back. Yeah. And uh, we've specifically chosen you for this film. Uh, do you want to tell us what we're going to be watching? Yes. Today we're watching This is Spinal Tap. Through two decades, 17 classic albums... Countless unforgettable concert triumphs. They changed the face of British rock music forever. And the best part is, they're back. My name is Marty DeBerge. I'm a filmmaker. One man dares to probe the hidden secrets. I was just pointing at it. I... Well, don't point. Even. Don't even point. point. No. One man dares to hear the shocking answers. It's tragic, really. He exploded on stage. To questions like, is the world really ready for Spinal Tap? After years of vicious gossip. The official explanation was he choked on vomit. Well, I can't prove whose vomit it was. Years of ugly rumors. It's a passion. This is a fact. And you are Spinal Tap? Now, the vicious, ugly truth can be told. From the place where eardrums go to die. Come the living legends of rock and roll lunacy. This is Spinal Tap. It's going to be great. Yes. Yeah. Rob, yeah. Rob Reiner's classic from 1984. 84. Is that old, wow. is it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sim and I, you did almost get me watching this. We watched a little bit of it when yeah. we lived together. Yeah. I think... We played the first half hour. Yep. Then we were laughing too hard. We had to. We had, yeah, off, we had to stop. <laughs> <laughs> that that always draws back to just I remember because I'm a huge Christopher Guest fan yes. of like, and what he kind of went on to do post Spinal Tap. And I remember putting on um, uh, Waiting for Guffman for our friend Tom, and it broke him. Like, <laughs> it's one of the only times I've ever seen a film break someone where they're like had to turn it off because it, they so were catch up well yeah just like it just like too too much funny i can't keep going <laughs> yeah i was um i was definitely enjoying it so i already when we went to watch it that time um i knew a little bit about the film it's a mockumentary about a rock band basically i don't yeah. remember a lot actually um but um i was definitely enjoying it mm. um and like, I know the dial turned up to 11 sort of reference and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's just something that is... That transcends the film. That's actually in, like, urban diction. It's, like, just a it's phrase a in yeah. the culture now. Well, this is a funny one for me as well, because I'm, I missed out on this in my early childhood as well, but yeah. it was actually The Simpsons that, that I oh, know yeah. Spinal Tap from, mm. from that hilarious episode. Good night, Springton. There will be no encores. Yeah, that's like the one where like Otto moves in with them or something, and right. yeah, yeah, and Bart and Milhouse go to the <laughs> see Spinal Tap. This concert. is a rock concert, not a boom splish splash show. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I don't, I don't want to lie to you, boys. Uh, six days a week, the place is a hockey rink. Yeah, I mean that's obviously the connection because Harry Shearer playing uh, Derek Smalls, the bass player. So yeah. it's like yeah, yeah, the voice of Monty Burns and yes, oh. and a whole bunch of a whole bunch yeah. of them. But yeah, that's like 
the interesting thing, like I ridiculously like for like until I was maybe like ten or twelve, like when I first saw like the film, mm. I just thought like, oh, that's just some band that the Simpsons had on. I thought they were yeah. a real band. I thought they were a real band too, because that Simpson because that Simpsons episode, I just assumed they were just like Led Zeppelin and stuff. Mm. You know, it's another band. You'll be happy to know that we're in us. I don't know if you'd call it good company or not, but um, <laughs> uh, Liam and Noel Gallagher, famously of Oasis, went to see Spinal Tap live when they were doing one of their reunion kind of big show tours yeah and uh the three performers actually came out as the folksman which is their other fake band that they did in a mighty wind like another documentary thing and liam gallagher was just really upset at like oh these guys are rubbish and then noel was like that's spinal tap and he's like wait they're not a real band (laughs) i'm like yeah that that tracks it's consistent (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's it's but I think that's like shows the legacy of this film, like that it is like so many people around mm. the world just like it's good music and like you just assume it's kind of real. Yeah, <laughs> so. because, right. because yeah. they're quite self-contained. Whereas I think of um, uh, pop star. Yeah, yeah. Never stop, never stopping. Yes. Um, it, like unless you're living under a rock, you kind of at least know who Andy Samberg is. Yeah. Because um, he's just in so much stuff. Um, so you're like, oh, it's that guy. <laughs> just sitting there and you're just like, wow, Connor for reals on Brooklyn Nine-Nine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really like branching out. Yeah. Um, whereas this is, obviously, I wasn't alive in 84. Mm. But um, mm. yeah, a bit more self-contained, I guess, rather than that, that scale of fake music. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I can, like, when we get in, after we watch it and get into the bulk of the episode, I can go into a bit of kind of the history of how it was formed and all of that, mm. if, you, if we uh, so feel. But, um... Yeah, normally this would be the point where I ask you, like, what are you expecting? But yeah, this is kind of, like, it's so well-known and just what it is, so... Yeah, I, I was thinking on the way here, I couldn't remember the quite the style of music. I'm thinking, like, glam rock, basically. I don't <laughs> okay. remember them being full-on glam. Yeah. But um, I'm like, okay, well, why don't I try and come up with a band name? Because I've forgotten the band name. It's clearly Spinal Tap. <laughs> other choice be if they were like what would they flip right, through here, here's what I've got like if you might have forgotten this aspect but like what nationality do you think American English Canadian well, I've heard enough that they should be British to me okay based on the accents yeah um, okay. but I you would but then again like Canadians a good little silly suggestion because yeah, like, you never know how many good glam rock bands are there out of um, Canada Rush <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rush. Come on, never forget oh, Eddie Lee. Put the up in his room. <laughs> and then, um, then what? Is it Germany or Sweden still producing Steel Panther? Yeah, yeah, this So, um, hmm. um, yeah, no, I um, should be good. I don't know Sim. So, when did you? Was it because of the Simpsons you got into this? I think so. I remember also I was reading the In Excess autobiography, and Michael Hutchins loved This Is Spinal Tap, and yeah. The tour bus had it on VHS, apparently. Every tour they did, Michael Hutchins <laughs> would sit up front and just watch TV and just laugh. Yep. So, yeah. Okay. Nice. So how many times do you reckon you've seen it? I've probably seen it three, four times. Because you quote it pretty regularly for yeah. guys. I've only seen a movie like three times. Well, I love, I love a good documentary. Mm. Yeah, so true. Of ro- as far as documentaries go, this is like way up there. <laughs> this so, beats actual documentaries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. And Chris, you think men seen it many times, or? Um, I would probably be in around similar to Sim, like maybe 
five yeah. or six. Yeah, enough times. It's not the same kind of movie necessarily. I've got like twenty um, times. Yeah, Claire, my wife, is signaling from the couch that she has seen it like a ridiculous oh, amount of times. Oh, really? So okay. It's oh. a big one for her, but um, yeah, I'm at least like I'm I'm more of a later Christopher Guest fan, which yeah. I'll kind of yeah. Talk about it a bit later. I think I knew about Best in Show, which I actually haven't seen either, but yeah. I knew about that before any of the other ones. Mm. Even this, so um, yeah. But waiting for Guffman's my jam. That's yeah. <laughs> I know you're a huge fan of that. So, mm. but um, well, should we just chuck it on and uh, see yeah. how we go? Yep, sounds good. All right. So that was Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap. <laughs> no, that was Spinal Tap. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh yes. your subtle joke went right over my head. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> damn, that movie holds up. Yeah, yeah that's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, it's just really enjoyable, and it's like the perfect length as well. Oh, it is a crisp eighty minutes. <laughs> it doesn't work. Right? Credits are rolling at like one seventeen. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> it's yeah, it's almost like that short circuit level. Where it's like 90, 90 minutes. Bam, credits were done. <laughs> credits roll. Um, like they could have drawn out like the sort of the the band descent more, but it would have just been not. It's treading, it's treading water at that point. Yeah. Like, there's no need for it to be milked for more than it is. I feel like other movies, um, you, you get a bigger... And then the resolution drags out more, so you get to experience it more. But this yeah. was just, like... Done. 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 But despite it being comedy, I was getting a bit emotional when the band was breaking up. And I was like, what's this? That's, I was yeah. laughing five minutes ago. It's because there is a... Like, Ryder so wonderfully managed to hook and find the emotional core of the film and kind of grab mm. you with it, which is... Yeah. Mm, all yeah. of the band members are lovable. Yeah. I love them all. So Do you? Maybe. Even the creepy one? Yeah, he was funny. The keyboard player? The, the keyboard player. <laughs> I think yeah. his name's Viv. Yes, yeah, I think you're yeah. right. After when he was dressed up. Viv is a doctor? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like an electroshock therapy yeah. patient. Yeah. I can't remember what song they were playing at the time. But that was like, I think that's rock and roll nightmare. Yes, it was, yeah. 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 But um, I guess we'll do, like, for those that have never seen this, um quick plot synopsis that it follows uh the band spinal tap uh who are releasing their 15th album in their 17 year career yeah <laughs> and are doing their triumphant return tour back to the u.s uh promoting their new album smell the glove <laughs> <laughs> um, and it just seems to hit hiccup after hiccup yeah yeah and, and that's essentially it yeah and they, they very quickly becomes apparent that their band's on the decline, perhaps, or past their prime. Yes. Spinal Tap. They had a couple of half-sized hits. They're currently residing in the Where Are They Now file. But it doesn't mean they've got nothing left to offer. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, at the end, they talk about they have a great idea for a musical based on Jack the Ripper. (laughs) Saucy Jack. Saucy Jack. Saucy Jack. Now's the time to do that. You're a naughty one. Saucy Jack. You're a haughty one. Saucy Jack. (laughs) (laughs) So dumb. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. The the one thing I want to ask, like, now that you've finally seen it, Eric, is that kind of what you were expecting it to be? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, I didn't know how dry, I guess, or I had no idea, like, what level. I thought there might be a few more direct laughs. Yeah. 
like this plays it quite straight mm. and doesn't when you watch the credits you see how many hilarious things they recorded oh yeah like the credits are hilarious because they just have all the stupid but the Reiner separates them out quite a lot so it's not as though you're laughing for entire interviews or it's back to back like he's interviewing Nigel and then he's interviewing David and right. just saying silly things it really spreads them out and has story in between and big scenes where they're talking over the top of each other yeah and they have a few subtle jokes as well. I remember Very, they start with the cold sores on their lips. Yes, just little things. <laughs> it's like you had to be paying attention. There's a lot of rewatchability in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's it's yeah it's it's the cleverness of like yeah obviously they shot a ridiculous amount of footage because it must the, have been the film is improv like in it is, is it? it's a complete there was no real it's kind of the best like it's a, everyone keeps saying like no it's improv there was no script I'm like there. There has, to, there has to be a script. You can't just show up at an amphitheater. Like, yeah. So the best I can figure, it's similar to like a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode where there's yes, like a loose a seven to ten page outline of this happens in the story and then this happens and then this happens. No actual dialogue or anything. No. And then, yeah, just kind of going and shooting. And I would have to imagine that it's in the course of shooting stuff that Reiner, like it, it starts to become apparent that the the kind of core of the film is um, David and Nigel's relationship, and that's yep. the, your kind of through road to get the yep. kind of loose narrative, I guess, the, out of the it. Arc. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's it. Because yeah. otherwise, it's just a band traveling around and like things yeah. fall apart. Like the, yeah. there's no story there, really. <laughs> there's no heart or soul to it. Yeah, yeah. I loved how. David and Nigel, they evolved throughout the years for whatever music genre it was. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the best thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah and it. you were mentioned you think you thought it was going to be glam rock. I was biting my tongue to be like, nope, it's every style. <laughs> <laughs> but it shows, it's a, such a wonderful, subtle joke, that one, where it's like showing just, they're not an original band. They're just no. jumping to whatever is popular. Despite their first band name was the originals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And themselves the new originals. Because <laughs> the originals swap back to the regulars. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so what, are the, what, what are the styles that we've got? Or what's the, the... We've got that real early 50s, or early, yeah. sorry, early 60s rock and roll. Black, the, like, black and white. Yeah, right, like yeah. The, the Beatles, Ed Sullivan-y style. Yeah, like. the very standing still, one fixed camera, yep. rocking a little bit. And that's what, <laughs> what was that band's name? Oh, uh, that was... Um, when we became the Thamesmen at that point. Stop wasting my time You know what I want Because I know then after that is the flower men Yes, and that's their like real like flower child era Yeah uh, <laughs> With a sitar and Yes, yeah. yeah, they got the sitar, they got the, go- the girls on the, yeah. on the podiums and well, The whole world was changing in those days oh, And the, also we had the world's ear because we had just released an enormous Selling single words. Listen to the flower. Flower people. Listen to what the flower people say. Ah, listen, it's getting louder. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's where I think this, like, where it, it gets the most laughs is the weird little things little, that happen. Just, and they're just very occasional. Yeah. Like, they're not over the top. It's not leaning too heavily onto like joke, 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 joke. Yeah, there were it's... there were less jokes than I expected. Yeah, but it, it works very well because of that. Hmm. <laughs> it allows the characters to actually come through. Yeah, it's a film where you're kind of sitting there with just a smile on your face and not necessarily laughing out loud. You just because you're like, um, oh, mm. 
I know these exact and, people and now. You know what? You can understand why people probably thought they were a real band. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because the songs and the music are pretty good. Yeah. Um, the jokes are very flat and super subtle. Like yeah. when he's showing off his guitars and stuff and he won't um, let him touch, touch on the guitars. Like, don't even look at it. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you're just like, that's just a pop star. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> um, is just accurate. Yes. Yeah, so if you went in and you didn't know this was a mockumentary and... Um, people would be fooled, I think. Yeah, because at this point in time, like, uh, the, the three main leads, like, they were kind of known, but not really. Mm. Like, the big, I mean, the biggest person would have been Michael McKean, who played, um, I, I forget if it's Lenny or Squiggy, one of them on uh, Laverne and Shirley. Like, oh, the spin-off. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he was on that, and... but I've never seen it. But... Yeah. <laughs> really? That, that's that whole show? On? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> never really had the urge to sit down and watch yeah. it all. Um, but then, yeah, they, the three, or all of them actually, including Rob Reiner and things, uh, worked together on a sketch show called The TV Show. Never went beyond a pilot, but, um, in that they did Spinal Tap for the first time all together. It was like a sketch show that also had like Bill Murray and Harold Ramis and a whole bunch of people, like, that didn't get on like first season Saturday Night Live kind of thing. Yeah. And the other guys. Yeah. And then just like, I, they kind of had fun doing it and then... They just kind of like picked it up a couple of years later and were like, let's revisit that band. <laughs> yep. It's yeah. a pretty good effort because like you don't need a heap of locations to film in, but the yeah. hardest part are the shows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually packing amphitheaters and they yeah. very cleverly never give you a like good... Cl- like, all the shots of the crowd are in tight. Yeah. So like, I'm so assuming they're all at the same venue. That's, yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. yeah. Just going. with a different lighting scheme. Yeah. And, and you shuffle the crowd around and get them to put on a different t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Different, bit so of different... didn't go to Japan for the final scene? What? Yeah. That's my favourite part. Like, it's the assumption that every venue in Japan just has a giant Japanese flag. There's <laughs> a signifier of this is where you are. Signposting. <laughs> um... Yeah. Question, a question for you, Eric. Mm. Did you watch um, The Nanny in the 90s? Yeah, was that, was that Fran Drescher? That, yes. <laughs> oh, good. I'm like, surely no one else could have that voice. She looks... Um, because she's got such a different... Doesn't have the beehive sort of and really she, high And she's not leaning into the... Yeah. <laughs> and she's not up and clip-clopping around the high heels. But yeah. I was going to ask you guys, I'm like... Is this Fran Drescher? But I didn't want to seem stupid. But no, no. Phew, yeah, no. That one. And she's awesome in the film, I yeah. think. Like, bo- yeah. as Bobby Fleckman from the, yes. from the record label. They don't like the cover. Uh-huh. They don't like well, the cover. Well, that's certainly straight. They find it very offensive and what? very sexist. Well, and what exactly do you find offensive? Ian, I mean, what's you cut a greased, naked woman yes. on all fours yes. with a dog collar with around dog her collar. neck. And a leash. And a leash. And a man's arm extended out up to here, holding on to the leash and pushing a black glove in her face to sniff it. You don't find that offensive? No. You don't, don't. find that sexist? This is 1982. That's Bobby, right, come it's on. 1982. Get out of the 60s. We don't have this mentality anymore. But yeah. Jesus, like, that's what's interesting. There are so many interesting character actors yeah. that show up throughout the film, all playing the straight man in the scene. Yes. Mm. And, yeah, she does a great job of essentially just, like, kind of... She's the first speed bump for them. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. When they were having the argument over the album, that was actually... Oh, she did it well. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And Tony Hendra, who plays Ian, is also... He's 
good. Yeah, uh, he was an original writer for uh, the National Lampoon magazine. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think maybe some early SNL days, but I'm not sure if he made the jump from the Lampoon to SNL, but yeah. yeah. So that's how he kind of... And he worked on the SNL radio show, which Christopher Guest was a cast member on. And so it's Everybody's like, friends. Everybody's friends <laughs> <Yeah>. everyone. <laughs> yeah. So who else? Did, so we had, obviously, Fran Drescher on there. So who yep. else? Um, uh, well, going early on in that scene as well, uh, you've got um, Billy Crystal as the mime waiter. Yes, that's right. Uh, with his young protege, Dana Carvey. Yeah, you blew Sims' Garth. mind with that one. <laughs> yep. Garth from Wayne's World. Uh, I'm in my favourite movie. I love Dana Carvey. <laughs> Um, and then before that, as their original drummer, you have Ed Begley Jr. Yes. That's right. <laughs> you have Sidwell himself. Yes. <laughs> how many drummers were there in the end? Oh, uh, I, I have the figure if, if you want to oh, know. Oh, yeah, how many drummers? So there would be 37 different people in the band over the yeah. years, uh, excluding the two original members. Uh, so Nigel and David, there's one keyboard player, uh, Derek on bass, and then 32 drummers. <laughs> Inexplicably died. That was probably my best part of the movie for me was the causes of death. Yes. When when one of them choked on vomit. It's actually he passed uh, away. It was actually someone else's vomit. <laughs> you can't dust with vomit. <laughs> that's the that's that's, that's the kind of humour where it is. It's like it's a simple joke, but then it's a someone just tees it up perfectly. Like, yeah. no, like yeah, knows how to just add something onto it at the end, like as a little throwaway. But not being able to like being able to not fight each other for the joke is like the chemistry yeah. between the actors, or not steal someone else's thunder mm. and things like that. And and having the sense to like sit and let a moment play and not mm. try and immediately jump in and go over the top of. Because then you end up with a Judd Apatow film. Yeah, or it's, yeah, or like I mean, ending up in like Robert Altman territory where yeah. the characters are all talking over each other. Yeah, and, and that's overwhelming because there were a few scenes and it, they worked okay, but there were a few scenes with a lot of people just talking over each other. Yeah, but at the mm. end of the day, it's supposed to be a documentary. Yes, so. that's why it still worked okay, and there weren't too many scenes like that. But there were a few. I just, I'm like, no, I'm not really sure what's going on too much. Mm. Well, I know what's going on. Nothing much. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not tracking the conversation closely. Mm. Um. Yeah, back to the kind of cast stuff, like just kind of mm. putting a cap on all that. We've also got our Fred Willard, a uh, usual staple in all of the Christopher Guest films as well, mm. playing the uh, Colonel of the Air Force yeah. Base. Oh. <laughs> it's great. Fine, may I start by saying how thrilled we are to have you here. We are such fans of your music and all of your records. That's right. I'm not speaking of yours personally, but the whole genre, the rock and roll and so many of the exciting things that are happening in music today. You've got a Paul Schaefer as, uh, oh God, Artie Fleck or whatever. Yes. Like yeah, the, the weird... That record store... Uh, the Polymer. weird promoter guy. The po- Polymer Records, was it? Yeah. yeah. Um... <laughs> God, and who else is it? Oh, Angelica Houston, randomly, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, li- the limo driver. Who? Oh, Bruno Kirby. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So, um, who would then go on to work with uh, Rob Reiner a bunch, like in When Harry Met Sally and things. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. yeah. So Good it's like. America as well. Oh, yeah. Good morning, Vietnam. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colonel Hawk or whatever it was. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah, so. But yes, you're right. They all play. I mean, I guess apart from yeah, what's his face in the um, in the limo talking about good old Frank Sinatra. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, he has his own like laugh moment, I guess. But the others do play very pretty straight bats. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just everyone comes in, and it's almost like the direction was like just sit and react. 
Yeah. Don't don't try and get a laugh. Just you, you're playing this totally straight and just. Although, go. what's his face as the colonel? Is just pretty oh, nice. he can't. Fred Willard can <laughs> yeah. never play it straight. <laughs> like, he, he, I, I, like even down to the point of he was arrested a couple of years ago, like visiting a porno theatre, and, and like he, when he like made a statement, he was just like, "Yeah, I thought there was something weird about that film." <laughs> like, even in the face of like being arrested, he was still just. Like puns and quips. It's like, God bless you. Oh, he just can't stop. He's just yeah. programmed that way. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I was going to ask Sim, do you have a favourite band member? Oh, the bass guitarist. All the way. Yeah. Um, what's, his, what's his actual name? Derek Smalls. That's uh, right. Played yeah. by Harry Shearer. Yeah. Yeah. So, firstly, he's Mr. Burns. Automatically, <laughs> <laughs> he's awesome. Yep. But he's just. He's just so lovely. He's so he is, he's he? so humble as a character. Yep. <laughs> what did he say? He, there's the fire and ice in the band. Yes. Nigel and David. The two totally distinct types of visionaries. It's like fire and ice, basically. Mm-hmm. You see, and I feel my role is to, in the band is to be kind of in the middle of that, kind of like lukewarm water, in a sense. Yeah, yeah and I love how he's always just like semi-thoughtful, like chewing on his pipe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> During interviews and things like that, but not... Yeah, it's they, they are. They all hit those archetypes. Like the, I, I mean, you know, Nigel being like the stern, kind of tough, kind of quiet one. David the outspoken, and then yep. Derek is just the kind of humble, meek, like, slightly meek, goofy one, but not being too goofy that you think he's an idiot. Like yeah. like when he gets stuck in the pod. Yes, <laughs> it's hilarious. But then you also see him out on stage. Um, at other points in the film in his like leather costume yeah. just shredding it yeah. I, I and know. so you're like no no he's got his good moments and then he just he's kind of the comic relief in a couple of <laughs> couple of other moments yeah and I always go back to like what what just ultimately grounds him as a character for me is after the whole Stonehenge debacle yes. <laughs> can I raise a practical question at this point yeah are we going to do Stonehenge tomorrow like it's it's such an honest yes. like, and, like and it needs to be asked. Yeah, he's just that guy who's just like, all right, so uh, <laughs> yeah, he he's lovely. But um, what about you, Eric? What's your, do you have a um, preference for him? I think by the end, uh, yeah, he was great. I did probably like Nigel. Yeah. Um, particularly because whilst he he's clearly not the sharpest tool in the shed, um, <laughs> but even his he's like he's just his honesty. He wasn't like like ridiculously against David's girlfriend but it was obviously the moment as soon as she arrived like is she coming to drop something off (laughs) 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 but he's uh, he's just he's just a very honest what you see is what you get kind of character Um, and and David um, is like that perfect like he's also quite honest too but he's getting caught up with the other side of things a little bit but I just Nigel just made me laugh um, when he came back at the end, you also knew that he wanted to be there. Yeah. And like, that was such a great way to, just, like, once the music got going, he's like, yeah, I'm here for the music. It's like, that's the only reason he's there. He's not there for the money. And they never really glamorized the sex drugs sort of stuff. No. Much. no. It was there because it had to be, but yeah, I think there's it was like, never the yeah. centerpiece of any scene. And it's, yeah, that, that whole nice finale, it is just puts a capper on the whole thing of like, it's mm. Nigel and David and yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Um, so, okay, one thing I want to run past you guys. Like, what do you think is that causes the tension in the band with Janine arriving? Do you think it is, like, um, kind of Nigel, like, you know, David's being taken away? Or do you think it's... Because they talk about how there's some mm. weird history there. Do you think it's possibly... 
Oh, yeah. That's a very good question. I don't think the movie gives you an answer. Are you talking about whether Nigel and her used to have a thing? Or there's uh, there's another third scenario. Oh, oh Nigel which... and David. Yeah, because oh. they share that console. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was, but that, that got me thinking, though. I think they shared the console because they were sharing the group. Uh, yeah, that's like the yeah. easy joke. But then it's... But then there is a question mark there. I like that there's... Unless there's something hidden in there yeah. somewhere that it's... It, it's but it's quite plausible based on their... Yeah. Hmm. I just think yeah. David and Nigel, they'd been friends since they were eight and seven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe they were just... He was scared. He was yep. taken, being taken away. Yeah. Yeah. And they've been through a... L- mm. How old are they now? 45? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Something like that. Um, mm. Been through a lot together. Mm. They've rolled with the times. <laughs> Change style and band multiple times. Yep. They've been through 32 drummers. <laughs> One of them exploded. Yeah. It just was like a flash of green light. And that was it. Nothing was left. Look at his face. Well, there was. It's that, true. This, this truly true. did happen. There was a little green globule on his drum seat. It's like a stain, really. It was, it was a more stain. of a stain than a globule, yeah. actually. And you know, it was several, you know, dozens of people spontaneously combust each year. It's just not really widely reported. Right. Yeah. Favourite song? Sim, have you got one? Oh, Big Bottom. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's pretty good. God flaps when my girl's gone. It's so... <laughs> it's got such a fun bass line. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah, so on that, if I were to search Spinal Tap on Spotify right now, would I get any results of you those songs? You get this. Oh! You have it on vinyl? I do. You <laughs> out the black vinyl. I have smelled the glow. Oh my god. An original version, yeah. This is off the... Oh! <laughs> so, it's even got Intravenous de Milo. <laughs> and Shark Sandwich, all the artwork for their other bands, yeah. yeah. One's called Brain Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have that one in the movie. <laughs> no. Well, not that I saw. Oh. But yeah, that's, I whipped that out because it's got all the um, song titles and stuff in there for you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, tonight I'm going to rock you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's not until you say it out loud that you... <laughs> I'm broken, sorry. Um, (laughs) You don't really realise when they're singing it, that's the song title. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I also liked Sex Farm. Yeah, because the first time you hear it, it's oh. in the airbase. And it's such a subtle setup of like, can you guys play, like, Fred Willard, like, sets it up and then they just spike like, that ball. Yeah, play something slow for me. <laughs> they just start playing Sex Farm. Yeah. <laughs> I'd just like to describe the album artwork in the cover for Brain Hammer has a big muscly man with a, he looks a bit like a, a gimp. He's got something on his head. Yeah, it's almost like an executioner's hood. Yeah. But he's holding a jackhammer and pounding it through a brain. <laughs> and it's quite gruesome, but it's just amazing. The album artwork is... I was thinking that in the movie. Like, it is such a beautiful nod to the artwork of the time. Like, Intravenous to Milo. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, the shark sandwich one is um, got that real, like... They're kind of hitting all those key notes of, like, you've got a bit of uh, Iron Maiden, a bit of Metallica, a yeah. bit of Motley Crue. Like... Yeah. It's a wonderful pastiche of just the kind of all... Yeah, it's just like a nice little attention to detail. Um, mm. I'll take a... Uh, for listeners, I'll take a photo and put that mm. up on, uh, mm. online on Facebook and things. Tonight, so can... I'm going to rock you tonight. I love it how it tells you which album they're all from. Yeah. <laughs> so that's from Intravenous to Milo, whereas um, 
Sex Farm is from Shark Sandwich. <laughs> yep. Um, Which the review was two words, shit sandwich. <laughs> Where does it say that? I love how, like, that the, um, the, the message that they get back is that Sex Farm has hit number five in Japan. Yeah. Which means it's, like, eight years late or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But that does happen quite often where, like, countries kind of pick up on stuff, like... Like Empire of the Sun? Yeah. Oh. Oh, and I think it's something, like, really weird, like, um, Mr. Brightside by the Killers has never left the top 100 in Britain. Like, it's well, still to yeah. this day. It's, like, some number 40 or like something. That. They yeah. just stay in there forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rodriguez in South Africa. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. For ages after he was popular. Mm. Yeah. But the other thing I want to bring up with you guys is... Do you think that, like, is this, like, a chicken or the egg scenario where these guys were just all familiar with what happens with touring musicians and all the foibles and everything, like, kind of life on the road? Or do you think they just made such a great, like, rock documentary that this is now the format that even serious rock documentaries kind of follow? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, um, you, Mike, do you, do you know any rocket documentaries that existed before this? Um, like, there were a couple, like, the the one that's jumping to mind is uh, Cocaine Blues by the Rolling Stones, which is, like, yep. the super infamous... Was that the, by, um, Hells Angels? No, no, that's, um, that's Gimme Shelter about the, the oh, yeah. gig at the Altamont Speedway. Yep. Um, no, but Cocaine Blues is just a tour video of the Stones, oh, and it yeah. shows, like... Them it, shooting up heroin and having se- like, but it's, it's like everything. Oh, yeah, wow. it's everything. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm not too sure really. Like, no, I mean that that would be an interesting one. But I mean, these days, of course, rockumentaries and all that sort of stuff are very common in a lot of forms. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess almost famous was a different way of doing it. It's mm. not a documentary, of course, but it's the follow the tour and watch it all fall apart. Mm. And there's a kind of a girl involved. Yeah, or two girls, a wife. Anyway. Mm. Um, Oh, you got to see, it's all gone Pete Tong. He's about a, <laughs> oh, yeah. a DJ that oh, loses yes. his hearing. And it's the, a classic. The downfall is insane. But Halfway through that film, oh. I was like, oh, I'm not so sure about this. Mm. And then it flips around and I'm almost crying. Like yeah. the pure redemption of that. Oh, oh the yeah. redemption of that movie is worth sticking around yeah. for. And you were kind of turning when there's a giant badger shoveling yes. cocaine into his face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Point of like, oh, this movie's just getting real dumb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, mm. But no, it's a really good question because it, it, it's got the f- exact format. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, like this film, I think it, it works so brilliantly because it hits all of those notes that are now, whether it came first or whatever, yeah. like it, it's so familiar to you that you're just like, yeah. I know what's coming. It's I not an out of date style. It's a current style. No. <laughs> and the music is good. Yes. Like if the music mm. wasn't good, that's where it falls apart. Yeah. Like, Yeah. Which is why I know, like, you know, it's it's the same reason, like, why I think Popstar works. It's because the music's genuinely fun and enjoyable yes, and you then, can get into it. And each song is different. Yeah. Like, um, they've got, each song comes along and it's not as though they keep playing the same song three times. Mm. Like, the only one they play twice is Tonight I'm Gonna Rock You Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> they play that one twice, mm. but I don't think they play another song twice, do they? No, I? no. They... So, um, 
It's as long as they're, they're relying on this is the one big song. Mm. And they, they subtly slip in the variety of songs as well. Yeah. With, mm. Like having their history and things. The throwback songs and stuff. Oh, yeah. 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 Their, their first one is it's still stuck in my head. And they get to the chorus. Give me some money. <laughs> <laughs> that will be in your head now all yeah. week. <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. A big hit from 1962 from memory. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, jumping back to him, like, yeah, this you can find all of their stuff on Spotify. There's this album as well as they did a second album. Let me just see if I can... <laughs> oh, this is going to be great. Uh, this is going to be your listening. <laughs> yeah. it's, people are going to watch me in traffic. Just <laughs> up loud. <laughs> Road flaps. Mug. Well, they, uh, they, kinda, they reformed uh, in 1992... And uh, they went on a, um, <laughs> they did a like another kind of fake promotional thing uh, tour called uh, Break Like the Wind. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then they they did a concert video, uh, Return of Spinal Tap at Royal Albert Hall. So was every <laughs> song on that album just grunge? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, I think they they then fully reformed again in like uh, the late two thousands and put yep. out a new album and things yep. and. Yeah. Wow. So okay. They still kind of just show up and periodically do stuff, and yeah. yeah. But they're they're all very old now. They're all like in their seventies and stuff now. So yes. it's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So are Rolling Stones, right? <laughs> <laughs> but well, they're in their eleventies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess like what the the last one I want to go around and do the roundtable of favorite bit, like because this oh, is yeah. this is the first. We haven't had, like, a real strong comedy for a while no, on the show. No. So, and it, it's such a bit-based film where it yeah. is just, like, this moment or this moment and just flows from... Um, the, the first one that jumps to mind... I've got, probably got two, but the first one that jumps to mind is The Pods. Yep. The, the, where where um, Derek gets stuck in his pod. Like, just the pod idea already is just hilarious and awesome. Mm. And then just when his cliff doesn't open... <laughs> Oh, and, and he's just like stuck in there still playing his guitar and it's you forget about it and then you hear like this weird hammering noise and then it cuts back and there's just <laughs> the, ro- the roadie stage hand trying to hammer it out and, mm. but otherwise the other one for me oh no I'll let you go Sim I won't say uh, too many I don't know I'm not sure there's there's quite a few um, maybe when uh, is it Nigel that's showing him his guitars yep yeah and all the little things, like he, he was had a cigarette and he goes, hold this to the guy. Just yes. all the little things. Yeah. But then when he's describing that this goes to 11. Oh, yeah. And, and there's a nice long it's long just, scene drawing out. Yeah. And he's saying, why don't you just put it down to 10? And the pause. Yeah. <laughs> One louder. Why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder? These go to 11. And then the the just cut scene ends. You don't linger. You just... No, the cut, the edit cut is perfect. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't point out that this is the only film on IMDb that you can rate out of 11. (laughs) Really? Really? Well done, IMDb. (laughs) I guess I can account mathematically for that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's just like a nice, oh, well done. (laughs) Um, What about you? Have you got a... Favorite bit or yeah, my, my favorite joke is um, them. Uh, well, it's uh, Nigel sitting down playing piano and the song he's been oh, tinkering yeah. with. It's a horn part. It's very pretty. Yeah, just simple lines intertwining. 
you know, very much like I'm really influenced by Mozart and Bach, and it's sort of in between those. It's really, it's like a Mach piece, really. It's, what do you call this? Well, this piece is called uh, Lick My Love Pump. It's just so, like, just again, it's like, it's like the final bang line scene yeah, done. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> perfect. So, so perfect. I did remind me, Sim, when you were saying this, just this little things like stubbing the cigarette out when yeah. Nigel's um, complaining about the food in the dressing room. Oh. And he goes God. to show it off and just stubs his cigarette into the lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's trying to fold them. That's right. He's complaining about the bread being too small. Yeah. So he's just. Fold the salami and then he folds the bread. Yeah. Like, but then, oh. They just bounce off each other so well. Yeah, no. A lot lot of really good bits, but um, oh. yeah, I could rewatch it and um, yeah. yeah, it's definitely rewatchable, that one. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's one now that you've got a, a taste of Christopher Guest. I'm going to slowly start yeah. drip feeding in future seasons because, like, yeah, have to, have to do Guffman. Yeah. That is, yep. Sounds good to me. It's very different. From, yep. <laughs> but also, but it's like that familiar cast of characters all kind of coming yep. back. It's yeah, and then best in show. Have you seen? That? No, no, meant to never did. Yeah, and then you get a mighty wind, which is kind of them jumping back to the music. Area. Okay, it's about a um, a reunion concert of three classic folk bands. Oh, and, and the three Spinal Tap members, uh, like you know, play the folk spoon, and then yep. yeah, it's nice. <laughs> cool. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I because I. I can't think of seeing Christopher Guest in anything. <laughs> Princess Bride? Oh, who's in that? He's um Lord Humperdinck, who has like the extra finger. Oh, that guy. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> I almost watched that movie again the other night. It's on it, Netflix. It's really solid. Oh, I didn't realise. Again, I just Rob it. Yeah, it just popped up. <laughs> mm. And Carrie Owens, what a hero. Mm. Oh, God, what happened to him? <laughs> you know what I watched the other day? I watched um, Liar Liar. Oh. oh, yeah. Random everybody, sorry. He's in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, He's in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, isn't he? He's no. the principal. No, that's uh, Jeffrey Jones. Oh, <laughs> We're talking uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. No, I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. pretty sure Carrie always just died in the sort. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that was never to be seen from again. <laughs> He, he, yeah, he just ran like, like I forgot he was in there. He just pops up in things like, oh, there he is again. Yeah, he's like the new boyfriend and things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's actually like a really good dude. Yeah, but and Jim Carrey's a jerk who has to learn to not be a jerk. Not be a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sidetracked. Yeah. Um, I guess any final thoughts, or do you want to hear a little bit about the film before we kind of start to wrap it up? Um, I guess we'd better just talk about. Obviously, I liked it tonight. Mm. Um, would I have enjoyed it younger? Yes. Um, I think yeah. If I was if I was like six, no. Well, no. It needs to that right age. I yeah. think. Like, I think um, yeah. Once I was you know ten onwards, and particularly onwards, like each year it would have just been quite entertaining. Because yeah. I always liked like like I've said in the past, I always liked Monty Python, a bit of weird left of center comedy and things like that. This is a bit different, but um, the, the dryness and <laughs> yeah, and things like, even the simple ones like the, we turned up to 11, I would have laughed at that, of course. Yeah. And then the little things I mightn't have picked up on that I would have picked up on them more in the future. So It's deceptively slow as yes. a film, actually. It is quite yeah, slow as a film. Mm. But, but um, it's only 80 minutes of slow. Yeah, but... <laughs> um, sorry, when did you first see it, were you saying, Sim? Actually, not too long ago, as in... When I was about 18, 19. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I was, I've, I was totally into the 80s music scene by then. Yeah. For some reason. So it just made sense to me. It just, and everything clicked. Yeah, everything yeah. made All so of the sense. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I think I was like maybe 
12 the first time I saw it and I was already yeah familiar with the other Christopher Guest films and I was like eh yep um, mm. But now, the old, like you said, the older you get, the more you just kind of... You appreciate the nods. that they're Yeah. Putting. Like, we understand most of the musical nods. You didn't grow up in that era of music. Mm. If you mm. did, that would have been freaking hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we, we can appreciate all that. And then the, the comedy mm. and the dryness and the skill. And, and for being a film that is, like, often kind of lauded as, like, one of the greatest comedies mm. ever and things... It doesn't hit you over the head with its comedy. It's kind of no. nice and subtle and, yeah. Yeah. It's not exactly. a bombardment of, no, like, no. yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, do you want to hear a little bit about yes. how it went? Yeah. So, the film had a budget of $2 million. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, they, before I get into that, they originally were given $10,000 to write a script. Okay. The, the four of them. They kind of pitched the idea and then uh, the studio was like, uh, here's ten grand. Yep. Go and make, you, you know, write the script. They didn't write a script. They used that 10 grand to make a 20-minute version of the film as a demo. Oh, wow. And then from that, <laughs> well yeah, That's back to kind that. of demonstrate what they wanted to do because yeah. they were like, no, we just want to improv the film. Yeah, how's a script? The script's yeah. not going to help us. Yeah. And so they made you know, this demo, demo reel, essentially, and that got them the $2 million for their budget. Yep. Uh, it went on to gross $4.7 million, so <laughs> not... You know, didn't yeah. light the world on fire. <laughs> uh, it was the 117th highest grossing film of 1984. Uh, coming in behind previous films that we've done, Beverly Hills Cop, which was number one, Karate Kid, which was number five, and Never Ending Story, which was number 54. Just even oh. Never Ending Story beat it. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, in 2002, the film was deemed culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant by the Library of Congress and was selected for preservation by the United States it National was, Film Registry. Wow. Yeah. This so film will survive. It's yeah. in the, it will survive a nuclear blast. It is in the <laughs> vault in the Library of Congress. Right. <laughs> and that's it. Like, that's what I was saying. Like, this is a cold film. I was, I was intrigued to find out what the financial figures were immediately. Yeah. Um, following the release and didn't expect them to be that big. No. So, But it is one that has, like, yeah, it is just impacted culture mm. and comedy and you it's go, great. You go and watch it, like, now for the yeah. first time and it just holds up. Yeah, yeah. And this is actually one, because I hadn't seen it for, uh, randomly I had to do this for my other podcast about five, six years ago. Yes. <laughs> and um, I hadn't seen it since then. And it's like, oh, why don't I watch this film like at least once a year? This it doesn't is... take long. No, no. and it's <laughs> solid and fun. And yep. you keep, I forgot so many little moments. It's yeah, great. now you're going to be keeping an eye for even more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, like, yeah, picking up like the possible gay romance. And yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. there's a lot there. <laughs> Um, but no, that was, yep, watch it, everyone. Mm. You probably already have. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Eric that hasn't yeah, seen it. It's, it's just me. It's always just me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess, uh, any final thoughts? Or we just wrap I it up? We, we can wrap it up. We can figure out what's next. What All else right. haven't I watched? All right. <laughs> okay. So, next week we are going to be watching, or next time, sorry, it's a fortnightly program. <laughs> We're going to be watching, and you're going to be listening to... Oh, so excited! Chris's curveball. Okay. Now this is not the name of a film. It <laughs> yeah, could be. I've never yeah, seen it. It seems like what film is this? It probably is a film. No, we spoke about this at the start of season. Yeah. Chris is going to surprise me with a film he grew up with. Yes, yes. It's going to be a bit maybe left field, or he might just punch me straight in the throat with um, Schindler's List. <laughs> No, I'm not prepared for that. But uh, I'm so I'm I'm kind of t- I'm like very happy we get to do this now. But Me I'm also kind of torn you're so- because I was like, oh my god, it's it's 
we've had it in the hat this whole so time. Like, and I was like, oh my God, is it going to be the last one that's pulled out? Like, yeah. And yeah. Then, not quite. I've been, yeah, I've been really hoping to pull it out. So, um, well, I, I think I've, I've been actually toying with this for, I've been tormenting myself for weeks actually has, trying to for months actually figure <laughs> out what it's going to be. And, um, I think, I think I've settled on it. Do you, do you want to? I, part of me, I reckon we, you literally surprised me on the day. Okay. I reckon that's going to work well. Well, I'll have a backup then in case it turns out you have seen it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good idea. Good idea. I think you'll be all right. But, all right. Uh, no, I think you'll be okay. <laughs> that's pretty safe. No worries. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. And I guess I'd tune in in a fortnight's time to find out what kind of weird, bizarre kids film I'm throwing at Eric. Yeah. <laughs> what country it came from. <laughs> yeah. What, you've never seen Dishburgle Flux? <laughs> I'm intrigued. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, thanks very much for joining us, Sim. No, thank you. That was great. That yeah. was good fun. Yeah, no, it was awesome having you on board too. Because uh, oh, it's a movie that everyone has their little favourite moments, clearly. So Yeah. Well, you know, my Spotify playlist for the next three weeks is going to be the same thing. It's going to keep popping up on my computer screen. Oh, yeah. yep. Simon is listening to... <laughs> Heavy duty rock and roll. <laughs> People can see that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I follow you on Spotify. Oh, God. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, what's Simon listening to? I'll listen to that too. Uh, But yes, no, thank you. Um, And thank you, everyone, for listening. Yeah. Um, I'll say, uh, I'll take a photo of uh, some of the album stuff and things and put that online. Uh, You can find it on the Facebook page for The Criterion Quest, which is a shameless plug for my other podcast. Uh, Or you can follow me on Twitter, at Criterion Quest, um, and I'll post all the stuff there. Um, Otherwise, yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll see you in a fortnight's time. Thanks, guys. Uh, For this week's episode, I'm Chris. I'm Eric. I'm Simon. Catch you next time. Please rewind this cassette before returning it to your video library.